What is up, everybody? Episode one of my podcast, Bagel With. Let's get into it. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. To do the What's up, everybody? My name is Phil Mendel, and this is my podcast, Bagel With. Basically, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of nothing, to be completely honest with you. Honest with you, we will discuss whatever we want, whatever we want. If there's sports, if there's gambling, if there's girls, if there's politics, if there's this, if there's that. But I just think, well, everyone in the world is in quarantine. What a unique opportunity to hop on a free platform, discuss ideas, create content, live your life. These are some very unique times in our society. I can't think of Obviously, I can't think of anything in my lifetime, 27 years as of April 5th, anything that pales in comparison to what we are all going through today. Whether you lost someone to this to this virus, whether you lost you know someone who lost someone, whether you lost your job, whether you have a job but it's not the same as before the virus, I just want to say hopefully we will get through this. You know, I think I think no one knows the future. I think no one knows what tomorrow is going to be like. So I think we should all be positive. We should all communicate with each other while we can. We should all try and uplift each other while we can. We should use this time to humble ourselves, to self-reflect, so that if if this is something that is, is over in the next couple of months, we all come out of it better and we come out of it with a sense of appreciation for what open society is and just everything that maybe we took for granted that we can't do anymore. So I just wanted to start my first podcast by just, you know, kind of saying, how how's everybody doing? I can speak on how I'm doing for a second. I would say, I think it's tough, man. You know, I think it's tough. It's just like, I don't like being in my apartment all day. It gets you into some bad habits that you just never would be in when you're going to your office every day, when you're in a routine. I think the most eye-opening thing that I can take away from this first month of quarantine, self-isolation, whatever you want to call it, is is that I was at work a lot, man. Like I think that's what a lot of people will realize is like you we spend, I spend, you spend a majority of our our awake life at your job. And I think that's the thing. It's like if you everyone should actually do whatever makes the most sense for them. If you want to chase money to make your family's life or your own life as good as possible, I I support that man, but I think something when I take a step back from what I was doing normally, I think I do love what I do. I make suits. I'm a custom tailor. So, although a lot of my life was spent in my store, working on ideas, doing this, doing that, being productive, not being productive. To me, now that I can't do that anymore, I'm like, man, I wouldn't mind <laughs> and I would like to go back to work, to work 50 hours a week. It's it is a lot of my awake time, but I'm happy to do it cuz I love I love making suits, I love designing suits, I love designing clothes. So I think that's just one of the things I'm like, wow, I do spend a lot of my time at work. But I quite love work, so just something that popped into my head. And then, yeah, I just wanted to know, like, how are you guys doing? If anyone's having a tough time, if anyone's having a great time, I'd love to hear from everyone. You guys can message me on Twitter. 
You can message me on Instagram, funkyphil99, phil underscore Mandel. Both those usernames should work. But yeah, man, I think it's just really tough and I hope everyone's doing okay. I personally know a ton of people who lost their job. I know friends that lost their job. So I think, man, this is one of the toughest times in my life. I think probably one of the toughest times for a lot of people's lives, to be honest with you, you know, like, I just think it's impacting us all at the same time so much, you know, so I just think I hope everyone's doing okay. And if you do need anything, reach out to me or reach out to anyone. That's the thing, you know, just reach out to someone just that that always makes it feel better. Even just bouncing an idea off someone, even if you're not that good friends with them, this is the time to just like message someone and be like, yo, like, whatever, say whatever you want to say. And then, yeah, I wanted to start the podcast off with just some talking about some absolutely ridiculous things. The first ridiculous thing that popped into my head this morning while I was on a run was like, was real estate. So I think everyone, no matter what part of the country, what part of the world, I hope what part of the world, I don't know, but I hope everyone in our country would understand that like a real estate sign goes in the ground or up on a billboard and it's like a picture of either a guy or a girl and like their phone number. And it's like, I'm selling this, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think if after Corona, everything's fucked and I need to get a new occupation, I'm going to move to the West coast. (laughs) I'm going to get the hottest girl picture ever. Literally the hottest girl, 10 out of 10 straight smoke show stunner, the whole thing. I'm going to put her picture with my name. Obviously maybe I'll change my name to like Phyllis Mendel. I'll put it, I'll even put like Felicia Mendel and then I'll put my contact information. I'll, I'll start trying to, you know, flip houses. Obviously I'll set it up as a man, but I just think when a man sees an attractive real estate agent picture, he is inherently more interested. And I would bet that my phone would be blowing up off the hook. And I guess that's the greater point I want to talk about. I want to run an experiment where we sell, we put on the market the same exact houses or apartments, it doesn't matter, one with a picture of a hot girl, and for the other side of it, a hot guy, you could say, even though I think this study would be way more revealing that especially in places like New York, you'd have like I this morning saw a picture of a hot girl on a real estate sign. And I was like, I could move. Like I could move today. Like I, so. I just would, I would like to, that's the first random thought. I'm sure I delivered that horribly, but the first thing I want to do is conduct a, a science, a scientific experiment, same real estate property, one hot girl picture, one not so hot girl picture. Let's see which, let's see which apartment sells quicker, sells for more. You know, I, that study is getting done. Whether I do it or I commission someone in my life, I promise you that study will be done. The next thing, I was mentioning that I'm a tailor. I don't actually make the suits myself, but I work with a I work within a supply chain where I can enter some mathematical stats. I can enter in some very a various amount of fabrics and customization options, blah, 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 and it produces a suit. So obviously. People aren't buying suits right now. (laughs) People aren't buying suits right now because everyone's sitting in their house or apartment. So my idea, and I'm a custom tailor, so I want to preface this whole thing with like, I can make suits for anyone, any body type, any color, anything that's available that is. I can do it all. But times are tough. 
I'm not sweating it. I think that's the thing that I think a lot of people are running into is like, they're like, well, (laughs) our company's operating at a deficit, but look at the landscape. So that's kind of how I'm vibing. It's like, yeah, I'm not selling as many suits, but I don't think it's a indictment of myself as much as much as it is just a testament to the times, you know, Corona, whatever. So what I'm thinking, tell me if I'm crazy. Just tell me, message me on Twitter and say, dude, like you're fucking crazy. And I'll be like, ah, all right. I think, and this is, this is just what I'm thinking. I think I make custom suits. We'll discuss costs later. For people that have died from coronavirus, I'll size them up. We'll get them in a beautiful suit. It'll take four to six weeks. French blue, pinstripe, nail head, linen. I'll make thousands of suits. It'll be a great send-off. Just an idea. I wanted to get into the middle of the podcast and say, I didn't think too hard about the name of my podcast. It's called Bagel With. I want to spell it on record for the first podcast so that hopefully I pray after I have like my thousandth guest on, hundredth guest on, that people can look back on this first podcast and be like, oh, that's where that stupid ass fucking name comes from. That's The kid is so stupid. The name of the podcast is Bagel With. Let me spell it for you first. And... For anyone who knows me, I can't spell at all, and I did not spell check this, so I could be giving you the wrong spelling, but let this be a primary source for the origins of my podcast name. Bagel with, okay? B-A-G-E-L, classic bagel spelling. I love bagels personally. I think it's probably a byproduct of me living in New Jersey, spending so much time in New York that I just like fucking, dude, I love bagels. On a Sunday, you get a bagel with, and we'll get into with what in a second, but you get a bagel, you start your morning, whether you've worked out prior to the bagel or worked out post bagel, even though that's disgusting. If you house like two Taylor ham, egg and cheese in New Jersey and then go to crunch or any gym, you're disgusting. You're fucking disgusting. Your greasy ass hands. (laughs) No. No, don't do not do that. Me personally, I love to go to the gym, then eat a big meal. Maybe I'm being hypocritical. Blah blah blah. So the second part, we established bagel, B-A-G-E-L, normal spelling. Great. This is where I have I have an accent. I have a New Jersey accent. It's with 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 like wide, like how wide is something, but it's meant to be a play on words with also like when you go to the counter of your bagel store and they and you say like I want a bagel with so it's meant to be a play on words but it's w i d t h with so like a wide ass bagel bagel with but it's also meant to be like bagel with cream cheese so bagel with name of the podcast didn't think too hard about it didn't spend 6 years wasn't a manifest of my life's work i just was like yo <laughs> I think 
when you go to a counter and you order a bagel, you can know everything about someone. Pretty much, like, I mean, pretty much. So, so I'm going to tell you guys what I like first. And we're talking like premium bagel shop. I don't want to, if anyone even, if anyone mentions Einstein's or like McDonald's, like McDonald's, thinking about that fake egg that these companies makes, I hope after quarantine, COVID-19, whatever, whatever, I hope there is no fake egg. Like let's, let's do real eggs when we get back after, uh, after quarantine. But but that aside, my order nowadays, New Jersey, New York, classic bagel shop, give me a bacon, egg, and cheese, toast the motherfucking bagel. And I want to be asked because I don't want a non-toasted bagel. I don't want the bagel to be presented to me and be like floppy or be like play-doughy. Like, no, I want a toasted bagel. So toasted bagel no salt, pepper, ketchup. Maybe I run the risk of my sandwich being a little on the drier side, but I don't like, I don't like ketchup. That shit's nasty. Get that shit off my shit. Salt and pepper. I think I'm good. Like I'm trying to say to them, like, I'm good. Like, I don't want that. But if you want to keep having that be a a main question you ask, okay. And then, you know, don't put too much egg. I'm not saying I want a fucking Mount Everest of egg in the middle of my sandwich. I want a little egg. Don't overpower the sandwich with egg. I want a little egg because I want that. I feel like it's either energy or just like, I don't know anything about, I'm terrible with food. So please don't, I'm not, I don't know it. I, I like what I get from eggs, but I don't want to eat 17 eggs with a little bit of cheese and like a a little cube of bacon. You know what I mean? Like don't overpower the sandwich with egg. So yeah, that's my order. If I'm trying to be healthy as fuck, which is what I should be doing, which I'm not, I think I'd go for like a whole wheat bagel with butter. Probably not healthy. Probably someone's going to message me one day and be like, dude, you're, you think eating whole wheat bagels with butter is healthy? Like you're not healthy. Like you're going to die. You're going to get diabetes. Like, thank you. I don't fucking know what's healthy. But I think if I was trying to be healthy, I'd go whole wheat bagel, butter, get me out of here. And yeah, man. So that's the name of the podcast, Bagel With. I think it's, it's I'm going to ask everyone who comes on the podcast, you know, what do you get your bagel with? Play on words. Long-term name. I think that's a great name. I could see shirts, hats, the whole thing. I mean, Corona days are, are they're blending together. I personally am a professional poker player, so I play poker six days a week. I'm a tournament player, so for me, it's like, this is, <laughs> this is a, re- uh, a renaissance wouldn't be the right word. This is like a a boom of poker. So many new people are playing online poker nowadays because, because frankly, there isn't that much else. You know, if you're a gambler, if you're someone who usually watches sports or does gambling type activities, online poker is one of the few things that is, (laughs) that is doing well during quarantine. So we've seen a huge jump in 
the amount of people playing poker, online poker, obviously. So for me, that's been great. I've been making a ton of money doing that. And by a ton, I do not mean like like 100,000 or tens of thousands even. I've been making a couple thousand a week because the ecosystem is booming right now with terrible players. So a lot of us are really just crushing, which has been cool, man. So that's been like one really good thing for me in quarantine that I'm just like pumped about. I don't want to, I do want to promote my brand. And I want to keep doing that because like, this is a good time. I'm having good results. Like it's good to get pumped that shit out there. But I also don't want to be like, I don't know if chauvinistic is the right word. Like I don't want to be in people's faces, like being too celebratory. I don't post shit to, to like praise myself as much as like, I'm trying to emulate Conor McGregor's rise in MMA. It's just about confidence, preparation, execution, concentration, you know, it's just about those those core things. And I try and project out something along those lines in the poker community, one, to grow the game, and two, because I love it. You know, I love poker. I love online poker specifically. I think it's one of the most fun things to do. I think the beautiful thing about what I do, in particular, online tournament poker, is that you can enter a tournament for $10, and first place could be 800 So I just think it's it's a way that if you do really like gambling or I, I would ne- I'll let you be the judge if anyone has a problem with gambling, if anyone loses a lot of money sports gambling, I would highly recommend playing online poker and playing within your bankroll. You know, that's the thing. It's like a $10 investment can win you 800 So like how much do you really need to be satisfied? I think that's the thing that sports bettors run into is like unless they're betting $500, $1,000, like the bet is like irrelevant. So I think that's the beautiful thing about poker. Just manage your bankroll, play the same tournament every day. If you play the same $10 tournament every day and you profit, which is hard because there's rake, because there's sharp players, because there's variance. But more or less, if you're a great poker player, and I truly mean great, and I think my qualification for great is so high, because I've spent my the past five years, you know, five hours a day, three hours a day, 10 hours a day, 16 hours a day, just grinding and grinding and grinding at poker, that the bar for me to call a player great or phenomenal is so high. But if if you are if you are at that level and you play the same tournament, let's just say 300 times, which is a fuck ton. A fuck ton. I can't do that right now. I'm working up to it. I hope I, I'm at 27 right now, so I really think I'm in the peak of my abilities. But let's just say you did play a tournament 300 times. You could profit. You can profit on that individual tournament. Now, let's say you're a full-time player and you stack 15 of those tournaments up and tournaments up and you profit in all of them. Well, look, now you got yourself a little career. In the United States, it's very hard to scale into a full-time sole occupation. There's a ton of guys that do it. They're really fucking good. But I just think that's online poker has been a great thing for me right now. I'm so pumped for the game. I'm so pumped for everyone who's in it right now. I I hate all the people who just like talk shit who don't know what they're talking about, but that's how the game grows, right? Like people getting after people, building friendships, talking shit, enemies, the whole thing. So I support it. So that's a key part of my life right now. I'm really curious what everyone else is doing. I, I'm I'm curious how people are staying in shape physically, how people are staying in shape mentally. I think if you're someone who is in like a natural gym routine, this is no doubt going to be a tough time, right? Like how are you working out? So I, I would love to hear from some people out there 
in the world, kind of knowing what are you doing? What's been working for you? Are you feeling, I would say a lot of people are probably feeling depressed. I'm not personally feeling depressed. Whether I've, whether I've felt depressed prior in my life, I feel like I've been very accepting of Corona and I'm sorry to talk about this for a majority of my podcast. I just think people are going to be able to relate to like, this is hard, man. Like none of us want to be doing this. Like we want to get back to our normal thing, but it's not, it, it doesn't appear like it's one of those pandemics or one of those situations where we can just be like, oh, you know, fuck it. We're going back to work. Like, fuck it. It doesn't appear like that. You know, it seems like, this is something we have to take extremely seriously. And and I also was thinking about this morning, kind of how we got to here. Like in January, I definitely heard about coronavirus. I am someone who is always making jokes just to lighten the mood. I personally love to joke around about everything, partially because it helps me deflect. It makes it not hurt as bad if something really hurts me or if I'm very upset about something. My personal coping or defense mechanism is to make a joke about it. So in January, 2020, no doubt I was joking about Corona. We'd heard a little bit, a bit about it, that it was going on in China, but dude, I had no fucking idea what was going on. February comes around, public officials, Nancy Pelosi, all of them, Republicans, Democrats are like, yo, it's fine. Like this, it's, they're, they're acknowledging the severity of the of the virus, but they're more and more or less like saying like, go to fucking do everything, do everything, do everything, do everything. Like go to Chinatown, fucking go to baseball, do this, do this, do this. So everyone's like, okay, like we probably don't have time to look into this or we wouldn't even know how to look into it correctly. So we're just taking your word for it. So everyone's doing their thing. March comes around March 1st. I think some people are starred in the U S the very, very, very smart people are starting. And I heard this in the poker community. If you want to talk about Timex, people were starting to be like in right around that first week, week of March on Twitter, like, yo, like, like the world service isn't happening. Like, uh, trust us. Like we're really sharp. Like it's not happening. And I was one of the, the detractors at the time where I was like, oh, this is just old poker player talk. Like they're sour on the game. They don't grind anymore. Like they just are being negative about it. So that's the beginning of March. But some red flags start going up for me. I really trust the the high end poker community in in regards to people like Jungle Man, people like Dan, uh, Timex, people like Doug Poke. Like when they say, when you see them come out and present a position, like I'll take five to one that there's not going to be a that there's not going to be a single World Series event. That's when I start to go, oh, oh fuck! Like <laughs> these guys don't really come out and take a really hard stance like this unless they really know some insider shit, and they would be the ones to know some insider shit, you know. So right around beginning of March, I start to take notice. I think it gets to be about March twelfth. March twelfth, Joe Rogan has an expert on. I think it shook a lot of us. It definitely shook me. I was just like, holy shit. I did not, prior to this podcast, understand the severity of viruses. I did not understand how viruses spread. I didn't understand how viruses come about. I didn't understand the, the multitude of coronaviruses, that there had been Ebola, that there had been H1N1. I did not understand that. So Right around March 12th, Joe Rogan has this guest on. I never heard of him before, but to me, he was like the Jesus Christ of coronavirus information. I was just like, this is an expert. I'm not listening to Sean Hannity. I'm not listening to Rachel Maddow. I'm not listening to Nancy Pelosi. I was like, I have an expert in front of me. 
I don't know if everything he's saying is true because I can't fact check him at all because I obviously have no fucking idea, but I'm going to take everything he said like it's fucking gospel. And I I reached out to the people close to me. I reached out to my family. I reached out to my mom and dad. I reached out to my friends. And I said like – and some of them like were just asking me my opinion, not because I'm some <laughs> – like I know some shit, just because I do have a good sense of analyzing like raw mathematical models and coming up with an opinion, not fact at all. So a lot of people were kind of like peppering me with questions like, hey, man, like – right around that date, March 12th, March 13th, March 14th, like, Hey man, like, what do you think about coronavirus? Like, how bad do you think this is going to be? And the day after that Joe Rogan podcast, I was on like red alert. I was like, yo, like, and, and then, and then I also looked at the numbers, like arithmetic growth. I hope that's the right term. But all I mean by that is like, when you see a growth, like duplicating on like a three or four day period, and you don't see it slowing down for like any amount of time, you can make the assumption that it will just like exponentially or just like keep doubling at at a rate for like infinite amount of time until like until point uh, until a random point. So I just like combined that with like what I heard on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I was like, yo, we're in a lot of trouble. Like we're really not prepared for this. I wasn't prepared for this. So I think, I think what's been really telling is all the detractors of Trump, like Monday morning quarterbacking him just being like, and I'm by no means a Trump supporter, a Trump fan. I think he's a fucking idiot. But I just think this is not this is not the time to to launch an investigation into what happens. Like it happened. Like none of us were prepared for Corona. None of us. So so it's March fourteenth, and and I start telling my boss like, "Yo, I'm not going in. Obviously, I'm not going in. It's crazy." Well, blah blah blah. A week goes by. My company is a southern company. They really weren't getting it. Then the governor or whatever, they shut down New York, they shut down California, blah, blah, blah. Everyone started to understand this verity right around. So let's just fast forward to late March. Everyone's business is tanking. Everyone's just like, oh, fuck, this is crazy. April comes around. Everyone's like, oh, fuck, how long is this going to last? Like, Everyone's wearing masks. Another thing I wanted to bring up that I was thinking about this morning, the CDC had been saying, you know, no, you don't need masks. This is March, mid-March, early March mid-March, early March, they're like, you don't need masks. It's not going to help. The guy on Joe Rogan podcast is, I, I've, I watched it three or four times. He's like, the general public doesn't need masks. These are not masks that are going to protect you. And that's where the correlation comes together for me is like, was this guy sent on the Joe Rogan podcast to say that so that there wasn't a massive medical shortage, uh, a massive shortage of masks in the medical industry? Clearly, I think what happened between March 10th and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm happy to be wrong. I think between March 10th or even a little earlier, probably a little earlier, to March 20th, any masks that could be had for the government, and what I mean by the government is just the healthcare industry, were had for them, they got them, they bought them, they did whatever they could, and then the CDC released, hey, hey, everyone, you should be wearing a mask, it's not safe to not wear a mask, don't go into a business without a mask. So I just think CDC, and this is just my opinion, that they kind of steered us wrong there, they should have been transparent with us. I know it might have taken a hit on the medical industry, but when something like this goes down and we're all behind the eight ball, I really think that uh, they should be a little more honest with us. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the situation just changed over time and that uh, masks didn't seem like it would be something that would be necessary. And then all of a sudden it was. So that's possible. And that's really it for my first podcast. Thank you to anyone who listens to this whether it's today, April 16th, 2020, 
or in 25 years from now, 60 years from now, 155 years from now, whether it's my great, great, great grandkids, whether it's my kid, whether it's anyone, I just want to say thank you for listening. I hope this can be a fun, interactive thing. I really love doing it. I love putting together conscious thought and just kind of taping it, having it be in the archives, building a project. I love making a new project. So thank you, everyone. Bagel with. I'm so looking forward to growing this. And uh, I will see you soon. Thank you.